Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, today we are joined by our special guest star from the Shit Happens When You Party Naked podcast. Whoop whoop. What's good, y'all? What's up, All Bros? Rose, you looking good today, baby. I'm gonna try to oh, get well, in thank that. You. I told you, well, Rose thank. is looking good. You got a deep voice, but I'm not. I'm not frightened of broads with a deep voice. I'm gonna take <laughs> you out. We're gonna do it on the first <laughs> no, day. No, I always thought my. We're gonna get the sex on okay. the first day. I, always... I promise you. Oh yeah. What's good, y'all? No, I always thought my voice was really high, so I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're not. Um, you know, you're not like uh, Barry Manilow, but it's low for a broad. It's a deep voice for a broad. I'll take it. I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) Hells yeah. I like glasses on a broad too. Y'all listeners can't see this, but he's got some nice frames on. I'm ready to talk about some movies. I love movies. I love me some movies. I got 500 motherfucking DVDs and Blu-rays in the other room. My wife is like, get rid of this shit. Why am I looking at three walls of motherfucking movies? (laughs) <laughs> sorry you married me you After married the you dvds i'm sorry <laughs> okay well today we got some pop figures we're going to talk about we're going to get into those blu-rays um through the wall news we're going to talk about some casting that honestly didn't need to happen uh the flash is getting a new release date then we're going to get into the trailers of the week. Uh, we got f- three and then one clip. And then Rose is going to update us on the week's box office. And then for our main event, we are going to be breaking down the movie industry and how people get freaking paid. Hells yeah. It's the All Bros No Hose show. Boom. All Bros No Hose. I'm here. What's good? All right, well, let's say we get into it. Let's do it. Like I'm all right. First, (laughs) (laughs) all right. First off, in Adventures in Hunting, we got pop figures. We don't got a whole lot of them. Uh, the first figure we're going to talk about is the metallic Deadpool, which, is this a common? Uh, no, I think it's coming to Box Lunch. Box Lunch? What's a uh, common? Yeah. What's a Box Lunch, actually? Both of those words mean next to nothing to me. You're talking Swahili now. <laughs> so, I'm guessing common means that it's ubiquitous and easy to find in most stores? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. I got one. with pop figures, yeah, they're the commons. There are exclusives, and those are just to like different stores. Like yeah, so like Target, Best Buy is the only lunch. one with the exclusive whatever, and it's got like a special color or some shit. And people yeah. are gonna fucking go wait outside because they got to get the one with the purple fucking lapel or whatever. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and then, I feel like I understand this too well. <laughs> <laughs> and then pop figures also like most some commons have. Uh, Chase, which is like a variant of the normal figure. So like uh, with Rugrats, Tommy, he wears a 
blue shirt, the chase of that, he's wearing a red shirt. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And so then that was just more. How many Funko Pop figures are there? Like if I bought every single one and I rented one of those massive U-Haul storage units to put them all in because my wife would never allow me to bring those things into our home. Uh, how many would I have to stuff into my U-Haul unit? You'd probably need another U-Haul unit. Like, okay. How many are there? You'd need the whole building. How many? So there's that many? What are, what are we talking about? Like 100? Oh, no. The, oh. 200. There's 200 the- of these fucking toys? There's probably, I don't know what you said. 300. Close to a there's 300. I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't even be surprised that there's close, like over 500 million to close. I don't, I don't 500 million? I don't know how many pops. Okay, 500 Funko million. Now you're just making up numbers. I don't even think that's a real number. I probably am. I, don't, I probably I, am. <laughs> okay, Einstein. Theoretical numbers in quantum physics and shit. I, um, quantum physics in them. Fucking Niels Bohr in them. Shit. There's that many? <laughs> Is yeah, there, there one dude that has them all? You know, like he just got everyone? I'm sure there is. Probably. <sighs> Gotta rob that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lied we... to you earlier when I was when we were talking about Funko. We were texting. I, I told you I had never once before been tempted to buy one, but actually I lied. That was a lie. I didn't mean to lie, but I forgot to tell you that one time on Instagram I saw Big Trouble in Little China. Funko Pops, and I would buy one of those because I love Big Trouble in Little China. It's just the best. That's actually a good, good fucking movie. fantastic I, movie. I've I've never seen it. What so I'm telling you, like never seen it is acceptable because honestly, I wish I could wipe my mind and go back and watch it for the first time as well. I kind of envy you, but if you watch it and you tell me you hate it, I'm flying out to wherever you live. I'm I'm gonna have to murder you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he you're doesn't dead to know me, what's and you're also dead to everybody right? else because you're literally dead when I fly out to Park City and shoot you in the face. <laughs> Damn it, he does know what state. <laughs> yeah, remember I had to yeah. tell him. <laughs> you bitch. Find the one <laughs> person in that whole fucking state that hasn't seen Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Fantastic movie. You gotta hey, watch that. Come back and be on. My, we'll talk about it on our date. Yeah, when we go out, we'll talk about how <laughs> you like, like it. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, go to Olive Garden trouble, and little talk China about and it. Chill. Hell yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, so yeah, so that's just the the little spiel on on Funko Pops. So yeah, the first one is like the Metallic Deadpool, which is the box you, lunch exclusive. I don't think you can really the see box that. Lunch is, just like a, a store, specialty store. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a family hot topic. That Yeah, that's basically the easiest way to explain it. was my next question? was kind of like, what's a hot lunch? Oh, uh, oh bottle, box lunch. You said box <laughs> lunch, right? I said hot like lunch, hot which I think is, is some, some kind of sexual thing where you like shit on a girl's chest or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the Germans invented it. I, just, I was not Googling that on my work computer earlier, I swear. <laughs> Okay, so it's box lunch, not hot lunch. Fuck. I'm going to fuck that up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the we got the, the Metallic Deadpool, and that's the 80th anniversary Deadpool. So it's like the yeah. first appearance. Yes. Deadpool. So when you say 80th anniversary, 
Superman's been around for like 80 years. But I don't think Deadpool's been around for 80 years. Whose 80th anniversary is it? Uh, Marvel's. Marvel's? Okay, yeah. but it's not It's not like Deadpool was around in like 1937 or whatever the math is on that. No, no, not okay. at all. Uh, this is, yeah, Marvel just having their 80th year anniversary yeah. stuff. So they're releasing just a sh- hit ton of new figures. Fuck um, yeah. And Metallic Deadpool is one of them. And Metallic yep. Deadpool is one of them. How can you tell who it is if he's like all metallic? I'm assuming it's like Mario when he gets the, um, you know, the uh, N64 Mario 64 when he gets the hat and he's like all metal. And so how can you tell it's Deadpool? Because it's like the colors are, he's just metal now, right? Yeah. So with the metallic figures, it's more like they still have like the color to them. Oh, it's more okay. like a like a kind of a glossy finish instead of like a matte finish. Yeah. I they're see. just shiny okay. now. Yeah. That's yeah, how I explain it. <laughs> but he's still got like his Deadpool colors and shit. He's like red and black and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it. That makes more sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have a metallic. I think I saw the metallic Hulk or some shit like that in the Walmart one day when I was walking around in them. I was like, hey, it's a shiny Hulk. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the next one we got is the 80th anniversary Michael Keaton Batman, which has kind of a. I forget what this is called because Stanley had it. Yeah, it's like a bronzy, statuesque color. Yeah. Is that Batman right there? Yeah. yeah. Word. You're you're closer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that looks like Batman. Yep. So that's uh, 80th anniversary. Batman. So this is celebrating 80 years of Batman, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Batman's been around for like 80 years, right? Like 1935 or some shit. Yeah, yeah something been like around that for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the next figure we got is a jackalope. Did you lose it? No, I found it. If I Google jackalope, am I going to get fired? I Google Jackalope on my work computer. You I, just might. Okay. It just depends <laughs> on how. Oh, okay. That's cute. All right. That's got way less penises than I thought. That's very cute. It's <laughs> very cute. I might buy that one too. It's like, I got a thing for cute shit. I don't know. I'm like half gay or something. I like cute shit. I can't help it. <laughs> yep. So we got the Jackalope. We got. Ava DuVernay, who is a director, and she directed A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. So she's, I mean, her work isn't fantastic. Do you (laughs) feel like they're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when they're like, we got the art director for, um, I don't know, what's a really bad movie? A Wrinkle in Time. (laughs) Yeah. Can't say that. I've never seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. I feel like your Funko Pops should be, I don't know, something iconic that you recognize. Everybody knows what Batman looks like. You don't you don't mistake Batman for, I don't know, Orson Welles. I mean, it's like 
one's a director and you might even recognize orson wells because like he got all fat and drunk and shit towards the end of his life he was fucking living his best life that man was fucking lit as fuck you ever see that commercial he was trying to make for the champagne he was trying to do a champagne commercial in the 1970s and he was fucking lit on the set they kept yelling cut at his ass and because he was like fucking it up they're like orson orson no say this because he drank all the champagne. Anyway, I feel like Funko is kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when they're like, hey, this lady directed A Wrinkle in Time, which was awesome. How is her name not Oprah? I thought Oprah directed A Wrinkle in Time. But anyway, I would buy an Oprah Funko Pop. They I, should do that, Funko. I don't think they have. Well, they did her character in A Wrinkle in Time, but they did, They haven't actually done an Oprah Winfrey Pop. Yeah, I feel Oprah would be a lot better to do than Ava, Ava Duvernay. DuVernay or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. With that I mean, a wrinkling time director, come on. I mean, give me give me fat, drunk Orson Welles before you give me Ava DuVernay. I want, I want a fat, drunk Orson Welles Funko. I want John Carpenter before we get Ava DuVernay. That's what I want. John Carpenter would be a cool one, too. Yeah. He directed Big Trouble in Little China. So you need to get on. Oh that. shit! Okay, I gotta don't see it fucking, then now. Don't play like you didn't know that. John Carpenter's I di- I best film. It ain't Escape from New York. It ain't Halloween. It ain't Ghosts of Mars. His best movie is motherfucking Big Trouble in Little China. I shit you not. That but movie Halloween is, is so shit. great. Halloween's good. Halloween is all right. I mean, Halloween's okay, but not <sighs> next to Big Trouble in Little China. I'm Jack offended. Burton. You don't know about Jack Burton? You got to watch Big Trouble in Little China. We need to do another episode after you've seen that. I want to do three and a half hours just on your response to Big Trouble in Little China. And I want to break it down for you artistically. That movie is so full of good one-liners. It's all in the reflexes. Everybody relax. I'm here. You know what I mean? It's just fucking just money the whole way through. Yeah. Well, I'm totally I want a John Carpenter Funko. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Okay, then the last figure that we got is an 18-inch Adam West Batman. I'm trying to find that. There it is. Yeah. Freaking just crazy. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 18 inches. That's not fitting in my rear. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick with the normal 5-inch fun goes. Yeah. There's... They're insanely big. They're also how much is that eighteen inch uh, Adam West Batman one? How much you uh, gotta pay for that? It's gonna go for over a hundred dollars. Is that retail? Is that like if you get lucky, or is that like the eBay price? No, that's retail. Okay, so somebody buys that shit at like a hundred bucks retail, which is insane. But let's say somebody goes and gets that hundred bucks retail. How much does that go for on eBay six months later? Considering it, I think it's limited to like fifteen hundred pieces. It probably could go for six to seven hundred. God damn, man! God damn. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. want to find the guy who spends seven hundred bucks on a goddamn piece of plastic. I'm gonna rob that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm one hundred percent. I'm gonna put pantyhose over my fucking head and I'm gonna pull up in a van and I'm gonna be like, "Give me your fucking money, you motherfucker! I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the goddamn face." They won't be able to open fucking give you an open <laughs> casket, motherfucker. I'm gonna fucking cut your face. 
They say yeah, a fool and his money are soon parted. I'm going to part that motherfucker <laughs> from his money. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we got in pop figures. Moving on to Blu-rays. We got... Boom. Now we're in my wheelhouse. Okay. I'm sorry I was so silent during that last bit, guys. The, the whole Funko thing. I'm sorry. I just never got into it. I'm an old man. It's too late for me now. Leave me. Uh, you guys go. Leave me. But Blu-rays? I'm ready to talk about Blu-rays. Let me tell you about the mean, mean, mean three and a half inch erection that I have for 4K steelbooks. Like you don't even know. I got all the Marvel 4K steelbooks, all them shits. I mean, I had to I had to give away a kidney. Goddamn Thor Ragnarok, you know what I'm saying? I got all them shits. Ooh. Sucked a couple dicks on the way too, but I got them all. <laughs> I'm telling you what, like, you know, you swallow a nut, that shit, I mean, it lasts a couple minutes, a little Listerine, you get that taste right out of your mouth, that 4K ain't going nowhere, it's on a shelf for good, you know what I'm saying? I watch that thing over and over again, hours so, of entertainment. So did you pick up either the It Chapter 2 4K steelbook or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood steelbook this past? No, and I regret missing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um... I don't know. Uh, I got a wife and she's like, don't spend any money or I'm going to cut your balls off. And I'm all like, <laughs> it's funny. She's like, no, I'm fucking serious. These are the knife. This is a knife that I'm going to use to cut your nuts off. Um, you know, so I can't go willy nilly on the steel books. I regret once upon a time in America, but or in Hollywood. But um, I figured that it they're going to re-release the two you know, chapter one and chapter two as like a set. And they might even do like a recut, you know, the original it miniseries as well as the novel. Um, the the chapter one, chapter two stuff was like interspersed originally. So it was like flashbacks, but then they'd go back to the present. And for the recent films, they separated it. They did like all the kid shit from the 80s in chapter one. And then chapter two, they did like them as adults now. But in the original novel, it was all like intercut. So I figured they might even release like a special edition, like a three disc with like the original two. And then maybe like a mashup version that's like, um, re-edited to mimic the book, the way they lay out the narrative in the book. So I'm actually looking forward to kind of like a more complete set, maybe in a year or something. It's going to be like the holiday season. They're going to want to like mine that IP for a little bit more of my money. So in that in that situation, I think they're going to put out something really nice. So I'm I'm like holding off for that. If they do that shit. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Let me tell Probably you something. When I went to see it, on those. I went to see it chapter. Oh, yeah. I, you guys are out there in fucking Utah. You shit. Uh, fucking Coca-Cola is not even legal out there. But I'm over here in New <laughs> England. I'm, I'm in Maine. Weed is legal, dog. They don't give a fuck. Right? So, like, me and my wife, this is before the kid, we eat an edible. And then we went to the theater to see it. 
I tell you what, man, the whole drive down there, I'm like, man, I ain't feeling shit, man. Fuck this edible. Fuck the guy who sold me this shit. There wasn't no weed in that shit. I just ate a fucking normal brownie for $30. Kiss my motherfucking ass. Sell me a $30 regular brownie, you dumb motherfucker. Giardelli tastes good as fuck, but I ain't paying $30 for a regular fucking brownie. It's a square this fucking big. Fuck you. Anyway, we get there, and I'm like, let's get some popcorn. Holy shit, it just hit me. I'm high as fuck. What are we going to do? So we go get in line for the popcorn. And my wife is like, Jason, no one's moving. And I'm like, yeah, that's how lines work. You stand there. No one moves until it's time to go, right? Like everybody in a line, they're not moving. It's not a treadmill, motherfucker. I mean, we're all in a line. And so... She's like, no, like time stood still, like no one's moving, no one's breathing, no one's heart is beating. In this moment, time, it was like we stepped outside of time for a second. I look around, I'm like, fucking no one's moving. So I say all that to say that when we went and sat down finally with our popcorn and our Diet Coke and and It Chapter One was just rolling, we were just fucking baked out of our minds, right? I mean, irresponsibly baked. And then... Of course, in the first like 10 minutes of the movie, the fucking Pennywise starts like sprouting these fucking razor blade teeth that are like three feet long. And he bites that little motherfucker's arm off. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He bit that little motherfucker's arm off. He killed that kid. I was just fucking I was like, I'm too big for this shit, dog. I got that's the beginning of the fucking movie. I got like two hours left. I'm going to be fucking. Oh, my God. I'm going to have fucking nightmares about this shit. That little kid just died and shit fuck and that was my experience with it <laughs> <laughs> i mean can't say that's a bad experience yeah no it was kind of fun i kind of like telling that story <laughs> oh cool uh so yeah the blu-rays that we got this week we got ad astra which is that brad pitt going to space movie yep how was that was that cool I never saw it. I didn't. Either. Is it like Apollo thirteen kind of going to space movie, or is it like Interstellar, like going to space movie? From the trailers, it looked like it was more like Interstellar. Yeah, than... that's that. That is because I want more Interstellar. 13. I want some. I want some crazy sci-fi shit. I want to eat an edible and watch some crazy sci-fi shit. Like the time I ate an edible and went to go see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> No little kids got their arms bit off, so it was good. <laughs> it was better. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't see Ad Astra. No. We actually, I don't think we've seen any of these. I don't think so either. Yeah, Rambo. Last I got to get on Downton Abbey. At some point, I got to get on that. I heard it was good. I got to yeah, get on Downton Abbey. I think I would dig it. I love The Crown. You guys watch The Crown? I love The Crown. No, I haven't. These British it. people I, are I fucking fancy. It, but... <laughs> would you say your your uh your gay dad is into the crown i'm sorry i I just i missed that part huh no my i couldn't quite get into the crown my, my wife watches those fancy shows like downton abbey yeah and all that i i can't get into it <laughs> yeah you should watch that shit with her i love the crown holy shit that was a good show I've tried watching that stuff with her. She does not like watching that stuff with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too I bad. Because I ask questions, I'm just like, well, who's, 
who's this bitch or what like, like, where's iron doing? man then, when does tony stark show up come on what the fuck yeah. yeah basically and she's just like you know what if you're not going to sit down with me and watch this from beginning to end you can just shut up when you it's in the middle of the show and i'm like got it <laughs> um she lets you have it yeah pretty much <laughs> so you guys haven't like, seen last blood either no I've never seen see a that single Rambo movie. I never saw that, but I kind of want to. I'll get around I, to it, I'm sure. I've only watched one Rambo movie. And it Where was were you I guys was... for the 1980s? I feel like... Were you guys... Where, where, where on earth were you? 1980 through 1989. Not conceived yet. <laughs> wow. I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> I was swimming around your daddy's nutsack. I got you. I got you. Yep. Youngins, y'all need to go back. You know, revisit the because Big Trouble in Little China, as aforementioned, did come out in the 1980s. It was released in 85, 86, maybe right there in the middle. And then I think maybe all three of the first three Rambo's, at least two of them, were released in the 80s. Pretty awesome. It's a good time for movies. I mean, I was only like five, so it's not like I'm some old fucking man. I kind of am. Yeah, we yeah we didn't come around till or he didn't come around till ninety five, which is barely ninety five. It's still ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, I got my first blowjob in ninety five. It's nice. <laughs> it's that special. It's really nice. Yeah, it was a good year. Then I I came around in ninety six. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay, okay. So I was really, really sheltered as a child. So my mom, yeah, I, he was. all these movies that my dad would should have let me watch, <laughs> I yeah. didn't get to. I had to basically watch them as an adult. Yeah, a lot I of Veggie Tales. I understand. You guys are out in Utah. A lot of Veggie Tales. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Trust me. I was raised Catholic. I've actually I never seen Veggie Tales in my life. Really? Not I, one even, episode. I never have either. Okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I had to like sneak Chucky movies to you without your mom knowing. Yeah, no shit. Like we had to wait until my mom like left on a trip. Yeah. And then my dad was just like, What are you watching? And we told him and he's just like, Don't tell your mom. <laughs> I used to love that shit. Like my parents would go and they would like leave me with my older cousins and I'd be like Fuck yeah, we're watching something that's going to give my eight-year-old ass nightmares tonight. Ooh, I used to love that shit. My cousin told me that Night of the Living Dead, we watched the original George Romero version from 68 or whatever, and it was all black and white and shit, and I'm like seven, so my older cousin is like, hey, yo, you know this shit is black and white because it's like a documentary and shit. This shit really happened, and I was like, and just... You know, when you're young and gullible, and I was just fucking terrified. I was like, I'm going to look outside, and there's going to be fucking zombies and shit. Because I thought that shit was real, man. I thought motherfuckers were going to, like, crawl out of the grave. And, you know, little did I know. I was just a young, gullible young man. (laughs) Yeah, the first time we watched, or I watched Chucky, like, you brought him all over. But we were in my garage because my dad wouldn't let us watch it in the house so we took a tv out into the garage and just hung out there had like a an all-nighter just watched them all like Mm. overnight 
and it was getting I love hot those all in the night. garage. Yeah, I and love those all night movie nights when you're young. You know, you can't do that shit when you're older, but when you're like ten, you just fucking pull an all nighter. I love that shit. Yeah. So our garage was starting to get like warm, so we opened it up just like a tad on the bottom. Yeah. And so finished the movie night and it was like six or seven in the morning we were just like cleaning everything up and my dad let our dog out and we had like mcdonald's food and everything she she smelled that and tried getting in the garage through the little door opening and we were unaware of this so she comes and like hits her whole body against the garage door scares the living bejesus out of all all of us you thought that was chucky Chucky's oh, yeah. here. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, we love that shit. Lost our minds. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Uh, so Hell the yeah. other, the other movie we got is Abominable. Abominable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new. Is that a snowman movie? movie or a Sasquatch movie or the Yeti? Yes. Yeah. Where he's like magic and and all that stuff. Magic and shit. I don't think I ever yeah. watched a trailer for this movie, so I did. I can't do the magic shit. Is it the one that has like Zach Galifianakis does one of the voices and Hugh Jackman does another one of them voices? And no, that's Missing Link. Ah, oh, see, they make these two. They got fucking Littlefoot and they got Abominable and they got Missing Link and it's like they all come out in like a two-year span i fucking can't tell the difference between these fucking movies like one of them's got channing tatum the other one's got zach galifianakis and it's like i don't fucking know i can't keep them separate i i don't know why movie studios do this It's like for 35 years of my life they don't make one fucking sasquatch movie and then in the 36th year of my life they make eight sasquatch fucking movies and i gotta keep these fucking things straight now i'm like come on space these fucking things out and then maybe i could keep them straight you make four in one fucking movie because like oh i heard mgm is making a sasquatch movie we're over here at 20th century fox we better make a fucking yeti movie and then fucking disney is like hey i heard they're making a fucking yeti movie so we're gonna put bigfoot in fucking frozen four and a half fuck it I don't like it at all. I don't approve. I wish they would stop. Fuck it. Fuck any movie that's got Sasquatch in it. I like Sasquatch, but fuck a child's movie with Sasquatch in it. Because you know what? Sasquatch isn't going to give you some big loving hug. He's going to rip both your fucking arms off. He's going to sodomize you with one of them. Maybe both of them. I don't know. But you're going to be like, he's going to put your own arm in your ass because that's what fucking Sasquatch does. He's eight feet tall. He's here to fuck shit up. Did you ever watch that? Uh, the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Oh man, I heard that was good. It's got Sam Elliott. It in it. Sam Elliott's good. got a powerful mustache. That man <laughs> has a fucking mustache. I heard that if you can touch his mustache, that you'll be granted one wish. If you just, if you're able to just run your your hand over his, it's like rubbing the genie's lamp. You know, your your one wish is granted if you touch his mustache. It's got magical powers because it's it's a glorious mustache. It's beautiful. Oh, my wish would be to be able to grow a mustache like that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent but then you'd wish. have the magic mustache and you'd have to deal with people touching your mustache, which means you would have to smell basically everybody's finger. And sometimes that's going to be pleasant, but a lot of times that's going to be very unpleasant, smelling everybody's finger that comes and touches your mustache. I've smelled a few fingers before. I'm telling you what, man. I mean, if you're like, you know, you're fingering some 
questionable broad and then like an hour later oh what the fuck oh my god what is on my fucking hand oh jesus you know yeah it's not i'm telling you sometimes it's good sometimes it's like yeah that broad smell good and sometimes i'm like oh god i pre-ordered the joker steelbook the 4k joker steelbook from best buy you know, they got their Best Buy exclusive. I didn't want to miss out on that one. So I was, was I don't know call. if I'm going to be able to rewatch that movie, though. I was very uncomfortable during that film, but I'm going to try. I love that movie. I can't uh, wait to watch it again. I can't <laughs> either. Don't eat an edible during that movie. That <laughs> I fucking anxiety is just too fucking high during that movie. I was just like, ah. Afterward, my wife was like, I got to look at pictures of our daughter. I need to like. Wash that out. I need to <laughs> cleanse. So she was like, literally, it's the credits were going up. She's like, I got to look at pictures. She's looking at pictures of our daughter in the phone because she's just like, ah, you know, it was just gross. It was a gross experience watching that guy go crazy. When he, when he, um, fucks that dude up, <clears throat> he fucks that dude up in his apartment. And then the little guy, you know, the midget, the little guy, he's like trying to get out. You know what I mean? But he can't reach the the deadbolt or whatever. He can't reach the little chain. And so he has to like ask Arthur to get up off the fucking floor to let him out. And the, at that point, like Arthur kissed him on the forehead or some shit, right? He like leaned in. He was like, you were always nice to me or whatever. And like, I swear to God, he like pecked him on the forehead. And he was like, now get the hell out of here or whatever. I fucking laughed, right? I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, ah, ha, ha. And then I realized the whole fucking theater was silent. There was like a hundred other motherfuckers in the theater that were just thinking, all right, so that guy is the serial killer out of all of us. Like nobody fucking laughed. But I mean, when he was like, now get the hell out of here. And he like, it's like he slapped him on the ass. Like get the hell out of here. And he goes fucking like waddling out. You know, it's like kind of the physical comedy too. Cause the one guy's like a little teeny and then, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is real tall and he's like, you know, now get the hell out. I, I don't know. It just struck me as funny, but literally no one else laughed. And I was just like, I feel uncomfortable now but i ordered that on 4k just in keeping with this particular segment of the show i ordered that on 4k and i'm gonna really i'm looking forward to january yeah i laughed during that scene too and i got judged good. very harshly <laughs> good uh, you know what i'm glad me. it was more than just me <laughs> i thought it was hilarious i was laughing through like a lot funny. of sequences during the like when he shoots the wall in his apartment, and he trying to play yeah, it on the TV. I laughed my ass yeah, off. Yeah, I did laugh at that and the, part. Yeah, the family next to me just like were glaring at me. Is very, very judgmental feel in the room. Well, this is Utah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Judgy Judge ass room. Utah whiteies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that covers everything we got in. Blu-rays. Moving on to Through the Wall. We got some cast... Or you got some casting news. I haven't heard anything about this yet. Yeah. But for Home Alone. uh, Remake? Yeah, Disney is doing a remake. Good hell. Of course, they got to do a remake. Everything's a fucking remake. Everything's a fucking remake. Why do they got to do that? I'll tell you why. You know why? Because everybody's fucking heard of Home Alone. Because we've been watching Home Alone for the last fucking 
30 years, 20, what did it come out in like 92? I don't know, like 91, 92. So we've been watching that shit for like the last 25 plus years. That's why they got to make another one. Let's reboot this shit because everybody's fucking heard of Home Alone. The marketing's already done. So we're just going to reboot it. I mean, if it sucks, we'll just put it right up on Disney Plus. Either way, we're making fucking money and we're putting out an inferior product. It's not, it's not good. It's not going to be, it's either going to be too much of a rehash like, um, like, um, Force Awakens was basically a remake of New Hope. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. Why well, I got to pay 15 bucks to see a shitty version of a movie I've already seen? It's either going to be that kind of Home Alone. We're going to make a really shitty copy, but it's going to be like a scene for scene remake. And it's just going to be an obvious money grab in that case. But or they're going to make these like grand departures and like it's going to go in some weird direction and get really dark and Kevin's going to like stab one of the fucking thieves in the heart with like an ice pick or some shit and you're going to watch the light like go out of his eyes and then the next scene is going to cut to like Kevin coming around the corner on the other thief but he's wearing the first thief's face like he cut the fucking skin off and he's wearing the face mask and there's like blood and the eye and the skin is like sagging off his face and shit and he's like ah motherfucker and it's just going to go really dark and you're going to think they made too much of a departure from the original home <laughs> alone and now this is really fucked up and you've just kind of terrified me with my own childhood and i now i need to see a therapist again so that's the only two ways it can go you're never going to make a satisfactory remake it's impossible it's impossible you're either going to be too close to the original in which case go fuck yourself right get the fuck out of here i'm not going to pay to see the same fucking movie done even worse than the first time and then the other end is like they don't want to do that, so they go way too far away from it. And it's like you got Kevin in uh, Home Alone wearing Joe Pesci's digitally de-aged face, like skin drooping off, like fucking Silence of the Lambs or some shit. So I don't, I don't approve of remakes. I don't believe in them. I don't approve of them. I, I think that we should very much, we should build a wall to keep them out. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah. So who? Uh, so so they... far they've cast Archie Yates, which I'm assuming he's playing Kevin McAllister, Ellie Kemper, and Rob Delaney. Are those uh, all kids from Stranger Things? I swear to God, if I see another fucking Stranger <laughs> Thing kid in one of these fucking movies, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna heat up a panini press and I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna put my penis in a hot panini press. If I see one more fucking Stranger Things kids in one of these fucking movies, of course I got to get a Stranger Things kid to play Kevin. Look at this fucking kid. He's pimping Fios shit, and now he's putting fucking micro machines down for these fucking assholes to slip on. Fuck that shit. Well, thankfully, fucking Stranger Things kids. Thankfully, it's not a kid from Stranger Things. Thank goodness. I don't know what he's from, though. I don't know any of these people. Yeah. But so I it's guess. For the best. Like, and the, that kid's kind of husky. What do you got against husky kids? <laughs> I don't got anything. You're trying to fat husky. shame a kid, Jesus. Yeah, yeah Caleb. Wow. It's what? Awful. <laughs> so I guess Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are playing the mom and dad. I would assume so, at least. They Home Alone's one of those. You can't touch that. I mean, well, they already have three other ones. 
up on top of the Home Alone. So yeah, so they got Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Home Alone Three, Home Alone Four, and then they all they I think Disney released a Home Alone Five. So now we're coming out with a Home Alone reboot. (sighs) Freaking stupid. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, can't believe you made us talk about that. (laughs) It was news. I never said it was. I didn't good even news. know they were doing a new Home Alone. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's super dumb. Um, the Flash is like moving on to the next bit of news. The Flash got a new release date. Did it get pushed back, or is it moved forward? I honestly don't know anymore about this movie. <laughs> Why well, does twenty twenty two feel like the future? I mean, it feels like, yeah, it's the future. It's like two years, two and a half years from now. But I mean, it's it feels like there should be flying cars. When I look at the year 2022, I feel like there should be flying cars and like really sophisticated fuck robots. Yeah. I feel like that just about the 2020s in general. <laughs> Seriously, though. Yeah. Yeah, like one, I don't know, just like a magic number, I guess. Or just like the 20. Yeah. It's like a magic number. Yeah. It feels like they should have really, really sophisticated robots for us to fuck. I mean, they'll still be remaking Home Alone and Star Wars and all that shit, and those will still suck. But if the sex robots are good, then, yeah, I can I can live with it. Humanity is safe. decent compromise. <laughs> no, dude, those will be humanity's downfall. <laughs> That's what you think. No, that's how that's how humans go extinct. <laughs> you know those, what else you're not getting kind of pregnant? Robots. Fuck doll. You're not getting a fuck doll pregnant. I'm just saying. Damn it. Again, the end of humanity as we know it <laughs> is insect like doll. I'm gonna cancel my eBay order right now for one of those. <laughs> I bet that sex doll will have like a reservoir that will like collect and preserve all your goo. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like climate controlled. It'll be like temperature. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like freezing your shit. So there's like a little compartment. You like do a little a little latch like right above her ass crack where the tramp stamp would be. And you like reach down and you'll like pull out this fucking cup that like that's the receptacle that like stored all your jizz while you were fucking the sex robot. And then it'll be like the end of a turkey baster. You'll just like screw the the long bit on and you just push that thing in your wife and just, you know, just squeeze all that right up there. Boom. <laughs> Clinical. You're in, you're out like a fucking doctor, like a fucking ninja, like a fucking assassin. You just fucking get that shit in there, squeeze that goo, and then guess what? Hey, we're pregnant. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that uh, that one episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I probably haven't seen it, so. You haven't? No. Have you seen it? I've never seen it either. I saw one episode. I've seen one episode, Lifetime, Rick and Morty. Oh. Well, there's like an yeah. episode where fucking Morty... Weird gets a a sex robot and it ends up being a receptacle like they send down these sex robots to this planet where it's just like all the males of this species so they send down these robots collect everything and then they go back to like the main city of the planet where all the women rule (laughs) because they're all sophisticated and shit shit? okay it's it's really weird but (laughs) it's 
whatever. This it, it makes sense if you've seen the episode. <laughs> I'll have to go check that one out. Yeah, it's like raising Gazorpazorp or something like that. I think that's the name of the the episode. Solid. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, so is the director new? No, I think Andy Muschietti has always been attached to it. Okay. As far as let I me know. ask you this though. Did they make a Funko Pop of Andy Machete? No, they haven't. All right, I can't see this movie then. If he doesn't have a Funko Pop, I mean, even the Wrinkle in Time Broad has a fucking Funko Pop. This right? guy doesn't have a fucking Funko Pop. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know about the quality of that film. Can you guys believe I never saw Justice League? I walked out of of Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman, whatever Dawn of Justice. I don't know. I walked out of there and was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm done." I'm, I mean, I'm a, good. Lo- I'm, a lot of people didn't see Justice League, so. Yeah, I'm like, I've had enough. I don't feel like Justice League was coming out and there were like commercials all over the TV. And I was like, I'm good. You know what? I'm cool. Y'all do you. I'm going to sit here and watch Big Trouble in Little China for the 700th time. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, you're not missing much with Justice League. I'm one of the few that liked it. But that's just me. I still like it. I feel like it's, you know, DC is still doing that thing. Like, I don't know if you guys have had like serious relationship in the past and then you break up and you kind of move on. You're like dating somebody else and then she's got to go and like start dating somebody else real quick. And then like you get engaged. So she's all like sweating that dude to marry her and you go get married and then she's all like, I got to get married now. And you buy a house. So she's like, I got to buy a house now. Cause she's just trying to like, keep up with you. That's DC to Marvel. Cause <laughs> yeah. Marvel is living its best life. Marvel is out there just fucking killing it. Just like slaying all the pussy. Marvel's just fucking got his dick in everybody. Marvel's just slanging that dick and everyone's loving it. Everyone's like, fucking Marvel. Shoot it all over me. Fuck yeah. My titties are out. And DC is all like, hey, I want to get some of that. Like, hey, I want, I got some beads too. It's Mardi Gras. Like, let me see them titties. And people are like, nah, it's DC. (laughs) You know, but like they were just so desperate to make it happen that they were like, they were acting from this. They were all of their their moves were just being made from this point of being just desperate. Like we got to make this, you know, the Avengers was huge. So we got to make justice league and it's got to be fucking big, but they pushed it out too quick. You know what I mean? And Marvel took their time. They had two Iron Man's. They had an incredible Hulk, a Thor and a captain America over the course of like four years before they got to Avengers one. I feel like they just, they got all their pieces in place. They set everything up and then, Boom, fucking Avengers was awesome. And DC is just like, we got to get in on this sloppy seconds while the fucking bitch is still passed out. We got to get in on that, man. These roofies are going to wear off soon. We got to get in and out on that. And what you come up with anytime, haste makes waste, right? I think William Shakespeare said that. Haste makes waste. So, you know, don't fuck around, you know, shoot your shot. But like, Take your time, line it up. It's like in The Unforgiven. Have you guys seen The Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood movie from the early 90s? Mm. All right, you need to get on The Unforgiven. Great movie. But the whole theme is like the Western thing. And Clint Eastwood's like, everyone's like, you know, the adrenaline starts flowing and they're trying to like shoot their shot real quick. He's like, don't do that. 
that's how you get killed, right? Because you can't aim good because you're just like, you know, you're just trying to get your shot off. And Clint Eastwood's like all slow and he's just like, ba-ba, just hits every dude, you know? And they're shooting at him, but they're missing because they're all like shit in their pants, you know what I'm saying? Of course you're not going to aim good, you're shitting your pants. But he's all like stone cold, like fucking killer, just like, ba-ba. And that's Marvel. Marvel's like stone cold fucking killer. And DC's all like, uh, uh, we hold on, we got superheroes too. Uh, we can make a superhero team. We had superhero team first. Hey, Justice League, we came first. We were before the Avengers. Yeah, let's make a movie real quick. And it's just total haste makes waste. And that's how I feel about DC. Except Joker. Joker was well done. They need to do more things like that. They need to learn something from Joker and how much money that made and how successful that was. Don't try to emulate Marvel. Marvel's doing Marvel. DC, do DC. Don't try to do Marvel. That's Marvel's game. You know, you're not going to beat them at their own game. I'm not trying to be Rose. I'm not here trying to be Rose. I can't be Rose. Rose is a better Rose than I will ever be. I'm Jason. I got to do me. You know what I'm saying? That's what that whole statement means. It's just a statement of purpose. Like Rose is doing Rose, looking sexy in them frames, just not even breaking eye contact with me. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like he's got those powers. I don't. So DC needs to do DC. They need to make creative films. They need to give people like the director. Like they gave Todd Phillips, I think, a lot of free reign and Joaquin Phoenix, a lot of free reign to create this film. They need to do that. Hire creative talent that you trust and you believe in and then give them the free reins to be creative don't micromanage their shit don't try to make this interconnecting universe because that's what fucking kevin faggy's over there doing with marvel so just let the motherfuckers that you hire do their shit and make good fucking movies make them artsy make them three hours long make them fucking weird and over the top and crazy but it's different than what marvel's doing so you'll succeed you know what I'm saying? That's what they need to do. They need to listen to me. And they need to fucking pay me for that. That was not a free consultation, bitch. <laughs> fucking write me a check, DC. <laughs> you ain't getting that idea for free. <laughs> Hell yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah, I couldn't either. Um, so that wraps up everything that we got and through the wall. Let's move on to this week's sneak peeks where we got Three new trailers in one clip. The first trailer we're going to talk about is for Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds. So oh, did you this watch is a Netflix this? one, right? No. So he he has one movie coming out on Netflix. I think that's called Six Underground. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, Free Guy is, is his wife in that years. movie. Uh, in Six Underground or Free Guy? Six Underground. I thought I saw her in the trailer. What's her name? Blake Lively. Yeah, that's her name. Ooh. Mm. He did good marrying her. Mm-hmm. That was a good move, Ryan. Amen. Way to go, my guy. Amen. I'd smell his fingers. He can rub my mustache any day if he's got that Blake Lively stank on these two right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog. Ooh, I don't care if she has had three of his babies. She still looked tight. You know what I'm saying? They got a good doctor to like sew that shit back up. Little growth hormone in there, like to tighten that shit back up. You know what I'm saying? Mm, she looked good. Yeah. So Free Guy is a movie. Like he, it's kind of he's been doing a lot of video game movies lately. Yeah. At least with Detective Pikachu. And now this one. So this one. Was that movie are you good? big into game or Detective Pikachu? 
Was Detective Pikachu good? I don't want to sound gay or nothing, but I kind of wanted to see that. And I told my wife, I was like, hey, I kind of want to see that Detective Pikachu movie. And she's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Is this like the first conversation of like three conversations of you coming out as a homosexual? Are you about to... Are you about to, am I going to come home and catch you sucking a dude's dick because you want to watch Detective Pikachu? I was like, damn, shit. Like, why you got to shame me like that? Just because I like a little dick in Pikachu. Just every now and again. So was it good? Was it a good movie? It was really good. It looked kind of good. It looked entertaining. It's it's definitely I wanted to check it out. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit old for Pokemon. When I, when Pokemon came out, I was already like 16 and I was like, really into um driving my car getting drunk and like trying to have sex with girls like 16 year old girls because you know what as a man and you guys will feel me as a man you have a very short window of your life where it's acceptable for you to have sex with 16 year old girls and it's not now it was then (laughs) it's not now you can't do that shit now okay there's something about a guy who's 26 years old having sex with a 16 year old girl that will get you in a lot of trouble actually it's even worse for me because i'm 10 years older than y'all right 36 years old i can't be you can't go out there and fuck 16 year old girls okay it's off limits but you know when it is not off limits when it's on limits when you're also 16 Sometimes when you're 17, if you get really lucky, 15 and a half. But what I'm saying is you have a short window where it's perfectly okay for you to fuck 16-year-old girls. And I pray for all you young men out there listening to this that you take advantage of your time while you can. Don't let that window close. You'll never know what 16-year-old girl post feels like if you don't, right? Because don't wait till you're in your 20s. You're going to go away for that. Don't do that shit, okay? That's inappropriate. But if you're 16 and she's 16, I'm just saying, it's it's okay. All right? It's okay. Nobody minds. It's okay. But that's why I never really got into Pokemon is because I was like shooting my shot at 16 with other 16-year-old girls. But I was like, fucking Pokemon, come on. I'm sorry. Is that the name of a 16-year-old broad I'm trying to bang? No? Okay. Well, I got no time for it. I'm sorry. So I never went back and reinvestigated Pokemon. So I I never got into it. I never really played Pokemon ever. In fact, I never played Pokemon at all. But I like other games. Like I love Breath of the Wild. That was a fantastic game. Zelda. Zelda's my shit. You know? Love it. Yeah. I've been playing uh on an emulator, Majora's Mask. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with that one. That one's but a good one. I remember I, I was old enough. with the time. <laughs> with the time limit. That is a little <laughs> stressful. That is a little stressful. Yeah. Because there's that other planet's going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. The moon with the face. <laughs> Freaking scary ass moon with the face. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, f- going back to Free Guy. So Free Guy is a movie starring Ryan Reynolds. And he is... In like his whole life is in a video game, and he's like an NPC, more or less. And like Wreck-It Ralph. Do what? Like Wreck-It Ralph. Kinda. So it's kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. Not okay. Exactly like they can like leave their game. He just know or they are in a video game, and he's just like mm. living his his life, and then gets free will or something like that. 
Yeah. And then just decides that he's going to, like, stop some of the players. <laughs> hmm. So do you think, like, the guy who goes and pitches this to the studio that's going to finance the, f- the filming of this movie, does he pitch it? And he says, okay, it's like, it's like Jumanji remake meets Wreck-It Ralph. Boom. Free guy. Boom. It probably. I feel like I yeah, just touched that film. Yeah, I think you just did. <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks funny, and apparently Ryan Reynolds has been saying that this is like his favorite movie that he's worked on, and he's like, really? "That's including Deadpool." Lies. Yeah. Right. Lies. <laughs> I don't see how that could be better than Deadpool. I love Deadpool too. Fuck, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was. I'll go see Free Guy. I like Ryan Reynolds. Plus, I want to smell his fingers, so I'll, I'll support him. It's the closest you'll get. <laughs> uh, uh, the next trailer we got is for Wonder Woman 1984, mm, starring Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Right? Oh. I mean, she's about the only one that you'd kick Blake Lively out of bed for, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if Gal Gadot <laughs> wants to get down and Blake Lively also wants to get down, you're like, I'm sorry, Blake, you got to go. You got to get yeah. the fuck out now. I'm done with you. Gal is here now. I'd have to get that name, man. Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I watched that movie. That was about the only DC movie I have seen, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see that. Shit, yeah, I'm going to go see that. I don't care if it's a complete piece of shit. I ought to watch Justice League just for that because she's in Justice League, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She actually isn't in it very long. She isn't. Oh, really? What she is in? Mm. Oh, the scenes that she is. Yeah, she's. All right, all right, you sold me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so this is set, obviously, in the, the 80s, 84. I had no I idea. Idea. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> it brings back Steve Trevor, or played by Chris Pine. I wonder how they're going to do that, because he kind of blew up in the last one. So from what I've been able to gather from going, like, reading around, the... The main villain, Pedro Pascal's character, he's like the, the main villain. He has this rock that can grant someone's wish, and her wish is to bring back Steve Trevor. But he can uses the energy from, like, he can grant other people's wishes, but he can't grant his own until he's gathered enough energy from other people's wishes. And then he uses that to, like mess shit up this is sounding that like sounds like the plot of one of the aladdin sequels yeah. like the return of jafar thank you <laughs> I was just about to say that granting fucking wishes and shit i the fuck out of here sounds like a disney villain everybody plan. knows you've got to rub plan. sam elliott's mustache if you want to fucking wish all right and it's not not a fucking rod or a stick that does it it's not fucking moses parting the red sea you got to get your fingers like this and rub them right across Sam Elliott's mustache, and that's the only way you get your wishes. Yeah, so Everybody that's that's that. just what I've been able to gather. He has this this rock, and he grants people's wishes. And apparently, that's what's going to happen to uh, Kristen Wiig's character because she seems like kind of like a mild mannered friend of Wonder Woman's. Yeah, she and does. she gets uh, cheetah powers. Hell so. yeah. I like Kristen Wiig. Like, 
she's not hot in like the traditional sense, like the Blake Lively or Gal Gadot sense. And I'm pretty sure she's like 45, but I'm sorry. She's like kind of goofy. Sort of does it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got no other options, <laughs> go with the Kristen Wiig. Hell yeah. So the, yeah, this movie looks looks pretty good. It does. Uh, not a big fan of the golden suit that I hate she's it. wearing. I hate okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. she like changes her outfit into like this golden thing, and it has like this weird headdress, and it just it looks okay in pictures, and it just doesn't work in live action when it's moving around. Yeah, <laughs> just stick with the regular costume, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, the or next she's running around naked. I'm cool with that too. Like she's got an invisible <laughs> jet, go. right? Yeah. Why don't you wear an invisible costume? Emperor's <laughs> new clothes. That shit. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? That shit won't pinch you. It won't obstruct your movement when you're doing a martial arts kick if you're just naked. Kick the guy in the head butt naked. That would distract the hell out of me in a fight. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'd be like, oh, I saw her pussy oh. <laughs> unconscious. I'd be like, oh, look at her vagina. <laughs> Uh, the next trailer we got is for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Here's one I've actually seen. Yes. I saw this trailer. Hmm. Yeah, so Rose, you want to break it down? So it op- okay. So basically, it opens with uh, this one. I f- I'm just gonna call him Finn Wolfhard. That's what he is. He's got the kid from fucking Stranger Things. The, <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying before, it's got Stranger Things kids in it. How many Stranger Things kids are in that movie? At least one, two. Is there three kids from Stranger Things? I think Finn's the only one. I'm pretty mm. sure. You sure? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. But anyway, him, his mom, and his sister move into this like old, not old abandoned, but this old house that was left by his grandfather. And basically, they discover Ecto-1. They discover all of the Ghostbusters' old stuff. Um, and they f- find out that they're related to Egon Spangler. That was their grandfather. I thought they yeah, knew that that was... Whatever. Okay, well, we Did didn't they know. know. Well, I'm, I'm sure oh, they we knew. we didn't know. Yeah, sorry, we didn't know. I was going to say, how do you not know you're related to Egon? <laughs> I mean, maybe... Yeah, you would have to know. True. And then how do you not know that ghosts exist? I don't understand how they slipped that one past you either. Well, I also want, because Paul Rudd's character says, uh, he's like, oh, you know, it's a killer replica. And she's like, a replica of what? A ghost trap? He's like, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. I'm like, really? A ghost hasn't been seen in 30 years. I'm kind of calling bullshit on that. I'm calling big bullshit on that. (laughs) I'm calling Uh, big bullshit on that. I saw Ghostbusters 2016. That was my favorite movie. Well, I'm sorry. They wiped that from existence. Yeah, they're not even I re- think they referring did. to that. <laughs> I liked it better because I don't like guy Ghostbusters. I like girl Ghostbusters. Girl Ghostbusters are the best. Guys are shit. <laughs> but Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, those are both white guys. I don't like them. Ernie Hudson? I don't like them at all. <laughs> Ernie Hudson? Still a dude. <laughs> Probably on that Bill Cosby shit too, low key. <laughs> slipping slipping bitches, quaaludes and shit. I'm just saying. Oh, That's shit. why I like the Lady Ghostbusters, because they don't rape nobody. And they're not cisgendered, heteronormative white males with their straight white male privilege. But the movie shits on men though. <laughs> like bad. 
Which one does? Afterlife? No, the so. no, the twenty sixteen one. The the girl yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, I'm only kidding. I don't give a fuck about no girl Ghostbusters. Shit. <laughs> I was hoping so, thank goodness. Yeah. You better go bust the ghost of my laundry. <laughs> yeah. JK, JK ladies, JK. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, so this movie looks really good. I can't wait. Cause I'm gonna go see it. I'm worried that they're like they're gonna do this new Star Wars thing and they're like, Oh hey, you remember this guy? Yeah, he was like your favorite character from the first Ghostbusters. Oh shit, he's dead. Okay, bye bye. Now oh. you gotta two you're gonna get two hours of Finn Wolfhard. You don't want him. You don't want Stranger Kid Stranger Things kid. If you did, you'd go watch Stranger Things. You watching Ghostbusters because you want fucking Vankman. You want Egon. You want Spangler. You know, you want the original motherfuckers. That's what I wanted from Star Wars. Why are you going to make a Star Wars sequel and give me five minutes of Luke? Give me ten minutes of Han. He's going to get killed by his son. And the new characters are whiny-ass little bitches. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but I like Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard's a little whiny little bitch. <laughs> I swear that going off what you said, I swear if they kill off Ray, I'm gonna be livid. <laughs> they won't kill them all. They better they're not. They're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it. You know, <sighs> Bill Murray wants out. I don't even know why he's showing back up. He wants out so bad. I, I still can't believe that he actually did like Ghostbusters the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to many is considered Ghostbusters three, and I consider it Ghostbusters three. So. Okay, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is a clip from Rise of Skywalker, and this is when Kylo Ren talks to Palpatine. Mm. Yep. Here we go. And this is like, so is he just talking in different voices throughout yeah. this? Like, I, under, I, I heard Darth Vader. That's the only one I heard besides his regular voice. I swear there was a like, Well, no, a there others. were others, but I didn't recognize them. Okay. So... Super weird. I, I dug it actually. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. But I'm like one of the few that is actually pretty excited for the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So you dumb bastard. <laughs> I should have you, expected that comment. You silly, silly little retard. I feel you know what? Ignorance is bliss. Your life must be like heaven. You know what I mean? Just. Hey, I'll you fully know, admit, I, I wanna, hated The Last Jedi. The thing's a piece of shit. I just want to kiss you on the forehead and let you out of my apartment. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> slap you on the rear end and say, get the hell out of here now. You know what I mean? Just like, I'm going to let you live because you're just cute and you're just sweet and you're just too innocent to murder. <clears throat> the problem the problem with Rise of Skywalker begins with the name. Any movie, any movie with the word Rise in the title is automatically a piece of shit. Okay, but what about the rise of the title. planet of the apes? Okay. I still don't like the name. Okay. Admittedly, that was a pretty good movie. Was that the second one? That was the first one. Oh, I thought that was Dawn. See, I get it mixed up because it's like Rise and Dawn. Like, which fucking one comes first? Yeah. Sunrise is Dawn. I don't fucking get it. Is it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or is it Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I don't fucking get it. Why you got to make your fucking movies... So close in the title. Just call it Planet of the Apes Part 1, Planet of the Apes Part 2, or call it Planet of the Apes with the fucking guy. 
whatever the fuck his name, and the second one with the other fucking guy, whatever the fuck his name. You know what I mean? Like, why they got to fucking confuse me with this shit? It's like the abominable thing all over again. Don't fucking confuse me with your fucking movies and expect... You don't disrespect me like that and then, then fucking expect me to pay my hard-earned money to get a ticket to your fucking movie. Get the fuck out of here. The Planet Apes movies are pretty good, though. Those were pretty good. But... I still think the name of the movie is fucking stupid. Rise, get the fuck out of here. Rise of Cobra, Rise of the Empire, fucking Rise of Skywalker, fucking Dark Knight Rises. I also like the Dark Knight movies, but fuck off. That was a dumbass name. Don't call a fucking movie Rise of anything. The word Rise does not belong in a movie title at all. Get it the fuck out of here. Get it the fuck out of here. I want it out. I want it gone. Come up with a real creative name, a better name than that. Oh, yeah, I was talking about how Star Wars sucks dick, okay? (laughs) Star Wars sucks all of the dicks. How do you guys feel about the prequels? Being younger men than I, how do you feel about the Star Wars prequels? I didn't hate them as much as a lot of older people do. I love love Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith was awesome. But Episode 1 and 2 are a bit iffy for me. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really liked about Phantom Menace was the fight with Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's all I watch. That's all I watch Phantom Menace for is that fight. (laughs) Yeah. They wasted Darth Maul. Um, the reason why people, younger people like you guys like the Star Wars prequels trilogy is the same reason why older folks like me like the original Star Wars trilogy. And that is because we were young and dumb when we saw it. If I was like my grandpa, my grandpa was like, I don't know, 65 when the first Star Wars movie came out. He didn't give a fuck about no Star Wars. He probably looked at the screen and was like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm fucking watching this shit. Guys flying around in weird spaceships. Lights fucking shooting everywhere. And they got these like glowing swords. It looks like a giant glow stick at a rave. I should be on MDMA. But they hadn't even invented it yet. But the reason why we like Star Wars is because... When I was seven and I sat down and watched that shit, I was too stupid to know any better. I believe my cousin when he told me that Night of the Living Dead was a fucking documentary and zombies were real. I was a fucking idiot. I was a mongoloid. I made fucking Forrest Gump look like Stephen Hawking. Jesus. So, of course, we like Star Wars if you're young and you're stupid when you see them. And in fucking 15 years, there's going to be kids out there who fucking love fucking force awakens and rise of skywalker and last jedi and shit because they were fucking seven right now when them shits came out and they don't know any better these people getting duped i think star wars is trash but definitely the new trilogy is trash get the fuck out of here with that trilogy get the fuck out of here don't promise me a trilogy sequel to the original trilogy with all the original actors in it and they're not even on screen together they're on screen for five minutes each all by themselves we're going to whack them out, and then you got to pay attention to these other characters, which admittedly I enjoy. The Ray, the fi- mostly Poe. Poe is my favorite, especially in the first movie because he's just a sassy little bitch. Um, but I would appreciate the new characters a lot more if 
they hadn't dangled the old characters in front of me like a carrot. Like, yeah, I want to see more fucking Luke shit. I want to see Luke fuck some motherfuckers up, not drink blue milk and dribble it down his chin. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I swear to Christ, anybody dribbles milk down their fucking mouth, it's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't dribble milk down your fucking mouth. You're not Terry Shivo. Fucking swallow your goddamn milk or don't take that big of a sip. Don't get it down your face. That's disgusting. You're a grown adult male. You're not a fucking infant. Okay, my fucking infant daughter doesn't dribble milk down her mouth that bad. And I'm right there with the little rag to wipe it up, too. I keep her shit clean. You know why? Dribbling milk down your mouth is disgusting. Especially if it's weird green milk. It's fucking gross. That's just one of many reasons why Star Wars is trash. They fuck with me, man. I mean, you're going to bring back Han, Leia, and Luke, and you're not even going to have them on fucking screen at the same time? What the fuck? You got to kill off Han before you can see the three principal characters from the original trilogy actually reunite and do something together on screen? They're ex expository characters only. It's garbage. It's ridiculous. I'm still going to go see Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not going to enjoy it, and I'm going to be mad about it the whole time. I'm going to see it begrudgingly, and they're going to let me down. I know it. Might as well call them dad because they're going to let me down. <laughs> The only thing that I've really taken away from the the new trilogy that I've liked is that they've shown us some stuff that we haven't seen before, like Kylo Ren freezing the blaster midair. That was that pretty laser. cool. That yeah. was awesome. And then and the literally. rest of the movie was just like failed in comparison. And then with yeah, Last Kylo Jedi, Ren turned out to be a little bitch. Yeah, and then in Last Jedi, the lady. Going light speed into the freaking ship. That was awesome. See, I thought that was freaking dumb. I hate what? That. Yeah. yeah, how come nobody ever thought of that before? How come we gotta wait till the fucking eighth movie before somebody's like, oh, hey, why don't we fucking hit the warp drive thing? But like, let's point at them and we can blow them up. I mean, they could have taken out the first Death Star that way, right? Just fucking get one dude to do a fucking kamikaze shit in a big enough ship. You don't have to fucking pilot all of these X-Wings and send all these guys to their death in the fucking trench and then have Luke use the fucking force to put that one little fucking missile in through the fucking hole. I don't know. You could have fucking flown one guy at light speed into the fucking Death Star and he would have punched a hole right through that motherfucker. As long as the ship was massive enough, he would have dealt uh, irreplaceable damage to the irreparable damage to the Death Star. Then you wouldn't have to fucking lose all those guys. But they bust this out in the eighth movie like, oh, this is the first time we fucking thought about this, only uh, these movies span the course of like, I don't know, 70 years from episode one all the way to episode eight or whatever it was. How come in 80 years, I'm the only motherfucker who ever thought, hey, let's do the light speed thing, but let's just point at those guys and then we die, but they also die and you guys all get away. I'm the first fucking guy to think about that in 80 fucking years. That's stupid too. <laughs> And they waited till the last minute. If you're going to kamikaze, you're going to die anyway. Why do you got to wait till the fucking Empire or whatever the fucking First Order or whoever they are? They're like Walmart brand Empire. They might as well be Great Value Empire. They're blowing up all your ships while you're sitting there watching all your guys die before you decide to kamikaze these motherfuckers. You should have kamikaze these motherfuckers an hour and a half earlier in the fucking movie and you wouldn't have lost fucking half your people or 
80% of your people or whatever. There's like five rebels left because you just fucking sat there holding your nuts until you decided to kamikaze this shit. Kamikaze this shit earlier. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's fucking loser shit. I can't even believe fucking Lawrence Kasdan had anything to do with this shit. It's garbage. Fucking Ryan Johnson ass. Shit. <laughs> fucking Star Wars garbage shit. I'm going to go watch Big Trouble in Little China after this. It's going to cheer me up. <laughs> I'm going to Google Blake Lively's ass. That's going to cheer me up. I'm going to Google what Ryan Reynolds' fingers smell like. That's going to cheer me up. <laughs> oh. All right. So out of these four movies that we talked about, how would you order them from which ones you want to watch most to least? Who are we starting with? You want to start, Russ? Sure. So number one, of course, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh... Shit, I totally forgot the movies. <laughs> okay, wait, sorry. Uh, two. I'm gonna have to give it to the Rise of Skywalker. Really? Yeah. Then Wonder Woman '84. What? And then um. Free guy. Free guy. Are you shit. You know how I know your guy. Do what? Do you know how I know your guy? Because I put Rise of Skywalker at number two. Wonder Woman's way too low on that list, dog. Mm-hmm. What should it be? I'm I'm gonna put Wonder Woman second. Personally, I'm gonna put Free Guy first, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna put Free Guy first because I know nothing about the movie. It doesn't seem to be a remake of anything, although it does feel like it might be a little derivative of some other films like Tron and Wreck It Ralph and uh, Jumanji the remake and a few other like video game come to life shits. But that's what's popular right now. But anyway, Ryan Reynolds is talented, and I'm going into the movie with very very little expectation, so it's going to be very difficult for them to actually disappoint me. It's only up from there. And then second, a close, close second is Wonder Woman because dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. If nothing else, it's just like you get to watch that for two hours. Plus, it's set in the 1980s. I'm kind of excited about that. That could be really cool and well done. I trust Patty Jenkins. I think Wonder Woman 2 is going to be pretty good. I like it. Um, wow, this is a toss-up because the other two are remakes so like ah ghostbusters afterlife i don't know maybe it'll be good maybe it won't it's going to be a retread either way you're really you know you're rolling the dice on that one um although i gotta i gotta put it above rise of skywalker because rise of skywalker has the word rise in the title which as i mentioned is a big no-no in my book uh so i'm gonna bump that one down because of that as well as star wars is trash dunkin donuts is garbage i put star wars below dunkin donuts in terms of just corporatized (laughs) mass-produced soulless garbage i'm I'm gonna put rise of skywalker fourth i'm actually with with you that's my my order too for you guys Free guy number yes. one, Wonder you Woman. Put Ghostbusters third, Caleb. I'm not as into Ghostbusters as you. Kicking your ass I after make a we compelling finish. Argument. Yeah. You do, and but then Rise of Skywalker because I, I'm not super into Star Wars either. Like the only reason we're going to go see it opening weekend is because you bought the ticket, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, I'm selling your ticket now. <laughs> yeah, but Free Guy looks super funny. I freaking love Ryan Reynolds and everything that he's he does. I haven't seen every movie he's done yet, but 
I he's usually the best part of even like the shitty movies that he's in. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend definitely maybe. He was in that movie. Oh, I was I I saw that, that one. Have, <laughs> I actually liked it. That might have a worse title than that should be called The Rise of Definitely Maybe because <laughs> Definitely Maybe is a fucking stupid name for a fucking movie. It's a fucking dumb name. So from the get-go, they had me turned off the whole movie. And then I'm sorry. The the movie was it was a bad movie. It was stupid. I I wanted them both to get run over. I wanted them to like trip and fall into oncoming traffic and a truck just run them both over. <laughs> Fuck you, definitely maybe. A rise of definitely maybe. Fuck off with that shit. Although, what's the one where he marries Sandra Bullock? Ooh, uh The Proposal. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. I like that, that one. That was awesome. That one's cute. I like romantic comedies. I never saw that. What? Sorry. Gosh damn it, Rose. What? <laughs> Do you do you not like movies? I mean, do you have like a problem with with films? It's just odd. I just feel like you haven't watched very many. I know of it's them. like I really like sad. a guy who loves movies. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. It's just it's just strange. Like, just strikes me as odd. Your list of films that you need to watch is just so long. I mean, it's just really really long. Give me that look, Caleb. <laughs> hey, I'm in total agreement. You're not very good at doing homework. <laughs> Suck it. Dude, anytime I. What's your favorite era for movies? Eat both you guys. Uh, Rose, go first. What's your favorite decade? Probably the eighties, nineties, two thousands, nineteen seventies. I would say eighties because that's when Ghostbusters came out. The original Ghostbusters, yeah. fucking amazing movie. All the other Ghost movies, trash. Nineteen eighty nine, trash. Twenty sixteen, trash. Get the fuck out of here. Afterlife's probably gonna be trash, but the first Ghostbusters. That's a great fucking movie. What about you? What's your favorite uh, era for films, like decade or? Okay, I don't know what year or what years the. I want to say the sixties, like John Wayne movies. Yeah, he did. He did a bunch in the sixties. He did fifties too. I think Searchers was like fifty four, fifty six. Yeah, so that's that's like that. that's my my favorite decade because those are all, like all Word. the movies that my dad would like let me watch that weren't like cartoons like right. we i grew up watching rooster cogburn uh mcclintock uh the cowboys all those fuck yeah fuck yeah mine's the 1930s i like the screwball comedies the thin man excellent movie if you've never seen the thin man they made a whole bunch of sequels those are kind of meh but the first thin man excellent fucking movie and um the awful truth that was 1937 uh, Cary Grant, fucking Irene Dunn. That movie is so fucking good. It's a little crazy. It's a little kind of, I don't know, it's nutty. But it's a screwball comedy. That's what you expect. Uh, the Awful Truth and The Thin Man and Big Trouble Little China. Those are my three recommendations for both of you as well as your listeners. Anybody out there listening to All Bros No Hoes Show, go check out Big Trouble Little China. Then check out The Thin Man then check out The Awful Truth. That's your homework this holiday season, okay? You got time off for Christmas. You can squeeze those three movies in. They're not exactly The Ten Commandments. They're not exactly Godfather. They're two-hour movies. You can squeeze them shits in. You can watch them with your family, okay? They're enjoyable films, okay? You can watch them with the nieces and the nephews, and they'll dig them. If your little niece complains about um, The Thin Man being black and white, then I fully expect you to take off your belt and beat her savagely around the face and neck. But 
Uh, you can watch these movies with your family. You can enjoy them with your family. I highly recommend you do that. So what was the other one after Thin Man? Uh, the Awful Truth. Awful Truth. The Awful Truth and The Thin Man. Never and, of course, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably watch them as soon as they, I can find them. Rose might be a few years down the road. Asshole. <laughs> Well, honestly, get on, man. You got the holidays. Just, considering that those are probably are those like are uh, the Thin Man and uh, what was the other one? Awful Truth. Are those like two like kind of like Criterion movies? Um, the Awful Truth was released on Criterion. Okay, but I don't think the Thin Man was. Oh, wasn't okay. So, like, are they no. like hard to find, like physical media wise at all? Mm, I don't think okay. so. I, I think you should be able to like rent them pretty easily from like iTunes, but um, oh, okay. I own both on DVD. I bought them a while back. I even bought it before it came out on Criterion, The Awful Truth. So, I mean, they're pretty easy to find. I mean, Redbox is not going to have them. Forget about that because they're, I don't know, if you find a movie from the 1930s in a Redbox, I'll blow you. But, um, you know, you might have to go somewhere to, to like try and pick up a copy or whatever. I would say probably your best bet is like rent it off iTunes, maybe. Okay. That might be your best bet. Or like YouTube. You can probably rent them on YouTube. I don't know. I'm sure they'll enter the public domain soon. Caleb actually has to spend money on movies. What? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're we'll good see. movies, though. They're <laughs> yeah. definitely worth it. They're definitely worth it. Cary Grant is my dog. I fucking love Cary Grant. <sighs> Caleb, I hate mm. to tell you when you buy a Criterion movie, it doesn't come with a digital copy. <laughs> Lame. I know. I'm so sorry. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Cheap ass. <laughs> um. All right. Well, with that, I say we move on to the main event of the evening, where we are going to be breaking down the movie industry. Time for the main event. Let's play game. I'm gonna have a lot to contribute here. <laughs> we'll like yeah. to hear. So we we just like Wikipedia a lot of this this stuff. Okay. So we were just curious with like how money works in the movie industry and like just where it goes, how it's how it's made and whatever. Uh, I didn't post a question of the week. Bastard. I'm just kidding. Whatever you could have. <laughs> that, I couldn't think of one. Well, that's the issue I had too. Huh. Um, so yeah, so some of the questions that we asked and just kind of we're trying to figure out is just where studios get their money from just for the bigger budget mm -hmm. films. Um, what decides the budget, like the size of the budget for a movie. Um then just, we were wondering, like, just what the marketing budget was, um, like how they profit, uh, who gets paid what, like uh, how much the directors get paid versus the directors versus mm -hmm. like just other set people, and then just how theaters make money ver and the studios make money. So it's just like all of those trying to figure out how how that side of the uh, the coin works. 
Those goddamn theaters make money off the concessions, man. True. Fucking $8 Diet Coke. Get the fuck out of here. $12 for a fucking popcorn. Fuck off. Yeah, it's... it's they bullshit. can kind of blame the studios, though, for asking for so much in return. That's true. The studio takes a big chunk of the ticket. They don't They don't split that very well. So that $15 ticket that I pay to get into this fucking matinee, I mean, they charge $15 for a goddamn matinee near me. It's bullshit. Damn. You go at night... You go to see RPX at night, and it's like $20 per person. Like, fuck that. Like, I might just wait till they put the fucking 4K steelbook out, and I'll just buy the shit and save $5. But then, you know, all, most of that goes to the to the, to the the uh, distributor, the motion picture. Um, so the theater doesn't get much of the ticket sales. So, of course, they try to profit off the concessions as much as they can, which is why we got eight fucking dollar Diet Coke. I could go to Diet Coke. I could go to McDonald's and get twice the size diet coke for a buck they charge a buck why is it a bucket at mcdonald's for a fucking gallon of diet coke but if i go to the movie theater i get 12 ounces and it's full of ice and it's like 775 i'm what the fuck why is it a dollar at mcdonald's makes no sense yeah for sure speaking of mcdonald's they literally have the best dr pepper i've ever tasted i don't know what it is it's different (laughs) but they have the best dr pepper Mm. i've ever tasted yeah they do I want to do. I want to do that as like an experiment. Just get a ton of different types of Dr Pepper, like one in a can, one in like a bottle, the one from like McDonald's, and see if you can actually like tell the difference. Can's always the worst. The can's always the yeah, worst. I've noticed <laughs> that. It's always the worst. See with Diet Coke, I like the can the best. The can is the best. I love the can. That's my shit. Drink one of these while watching Big Trouble in Little China. Mm, doesn't get better than that. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to test that out. Yeah. See if uh, if you can tell the difference. Because I know Braille can tell the difference between like McDonald's Coke versus like bottled Coke. And oh then, yeah, like, I the... can too. Oh, oh their Coke. Ooh, gosh, McDonald's just kills it with soda. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. That's why they're making us all fat. That's true. <laughs> okay, so for the first question in our breakdown, uh, it was just kind of where studios get the money from. So did you look look that up? So I'm still kind of like lost on this one because I know like some directors will just like independently budget their movies or just like put their own money into it. Um and like say like someone makes like the first movie and then it gets a sequel like of course the studio is going to invest in the sequel because the first one made a shit ton of money but i still don't i still couldn't find anything on like what made um i'm trying to think of like a movie that like came out that was like a first big hit like star wars let's go with the original star wars since we're talking about that a lot on this episode uh (laughs) I want to know, like, how George Lucas got the funding for A New Hope. You know, like, it makes sense that he got the funding for The Empire Strikes Back, but... He had to go to 20th Century Fox, right? I think 20th Century Fox bankrolled the original trilogy. They did. And he had to pitch that shit. He had to be like, hey, I got an idea for a movie. He came hot off uh, American Graffiti. Like, a lot of times, like, a director can make, like, a cheap movie... Yeah, he he came hot off American Graffiti. American Graffiti did pretty well because yeah. it didn't cost a lot, and so it made good money back. Uh-huh. So 
a lot of um, the a lot of the different uh, production companies were interested in hiring George Lucas to make another film. In this specific instance, I mean, I, I just happen to know the story, so uh, they were they were already there was already some interest in getting George Lucas to make a film for you if you were a movie studio. So he just happened to be pitching Star Wars and Twentieth um, uh, Century Fox. They 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 bought it. I mean, they they. They went for it. I mean, I guess the pitch worked out okay. And you got to go and you got to like pitch the shit to executives, right? Like uh, I think all of the studios, the production studios, they have a bankroll. They have like a production budget the same way any company has a production budget. I mean, if your company makes plywood, you know, you have to buy the fucking lumber and then you have to pay the people. To, so, you know, you have a budget. You have some money so that you can cut a check to the people who make the plywood. It's the same thing with the studios. They know I got to cut a check for this movie and what's it going to cost. And George Lucas wants $100 million, but fuck that. It's 1977. We don't have $100 million. So maybe we'll give you $30 million to make this movie. And there you go. And then you have to kind of divvy it up. You got to decide how much you're going to take and how much you're going to pay the actors and shit like that. So I but I think the studios, the bigger studios, if you're going to get them to finance a film, they have a little bit of money. You got to pitch them an idea if they like you, if they, if especially if you're coming hot off another film, maybe it was a little smaller or whatever, but it did good business, then they'll give you some money and and there you go, you can make your movie. But they're always going to give you less than what you ask for, I think. You know, you're going to want 100 million and they're going to be like fuck you, here's 50. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they just they're trying to save a buck too, maximize the profits. So kind of going off like what you said with American Graffiti, Caleb, have you like seen how much that movie made? I have not. So it I can't remember. Like it was only made. I think like the budget was like only in the thousands. It grossed over a hundred million. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So these small movies, the I mean, it's like Paranormal Activity is another more recent example of a film. It didn't have any any actors in it that you never heard of. You don't have to pay Tom Cruise. You don't have to pay insurance on Tom Cruise because he's going to be climbing the side of a fucking building. So you don't have to worry about any of that because you hire no names. You're a no name. You're making the movie for $20,000 or $50,000 or whatever. It's like if the movie makes $10 million, that's that's tiny. I mean, that's not even opening weekend for something like Frozen. But for a guy who makes a hundred thousand dollar film, when it makes ten million dollars, you just made like a hundred times your yeah. product, pro, your uh, cost. So it's like, um, you know, something like American Graffiti is a great. I mean, that's a great bet for that reason because it's not going to cost anything to make. I mean, Harrison Ford was in American Graffiti, but he was a nobody at that time. They didn't have to pay Harrison Ford millions of dollars. He was nobody. So you get everybody on the cheap. It doesn't cost a lot to make because it's a it's not a movie about flying spaceships and shit like that and laser beams. It's it's pretty down to earth and you're not having to construct large sets to be like a canteen on Tatooine. You're just you're filming it out in the streets and shit because that's where it's set. Yeah, you got to dress everybody up like it's 1950s, but that's comparatively very inexpensive to put people in 1950s replica garb and and to rent all the 1950s cars so that you can line up the streets and shit like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I always thought that it was like more investors. So it's people that, I mean, it, money ends up coming from investors, investors, but it's, 
the money goes to the studios, and then the studios are like, "Yeah, this seems like a good investment," and then puts that money. If you're that they if get you're operating towards... in the studio system, like a lot of independent films are, they're made independently. So you might have a filmmaker who finances it himself, or you know he gets investors, or he begs friends and family, or some combination thereof. Like early Coen Brothers films, I think. Uh, what was it? It's like uh, fuck. What was the name of it? It's like uh, Blood Simple was their first film. And they financed it that way. They begged friends and family for the money. Friends and family put up the money to pay for the production. Um, and then, you know, you try to catch a distributor. And that's why you have things like Sundance where you enter your film and you try to get eyes on it. Because then a distributor might pick it up and they would take on the relatively higher cost of making several prints, sometimes thousands of prints. If it's going to get a wide theatrical run, you got to make thousands of prints of this film. You got to make sure they get to all of the different theaters and that appropriate marketing and stuff. I mean, this you could sink millions of dollars into that, even on a small film, an inexpensive film like Paranormal Activity or, or American Graffiti. You could sink a lot of money into marketing because the commercial costs with the commercial costs, whether it's a Star Wars movie or American Graffiti. Um, so... I mean, a lot of these films might be financed that way if it's an independent film. If you're going the studio route, uh, then, yeah, it's just, the studio has money. Like Sony, they make movies, right? Okay, so they have like a shit ton of money. They have like a big production budget, and they probably don't have independent um, – they have like an executive board that's part of the corporate corporate structure. They don't have independent investors. But if you're making an indie film – like Kevin Smith or something like that, then you might have independent investors that would say, okay, I got a hundred K I'll put it up on this movie. Cause I'm likely to get a million dollars back. So I get 10 times my investment back. It's better than putting it into like a mutual fund or something like that. Cause if you're a rich guy, you just want your money to make money. So if you could get 8% by putting it in a mutual fund, then you'll do that. But if you could get, if you could get a hundred percent or, a thousand percent by making a movie then you'll do that so it's kind of a gamble but you know that's how some of these guys fund their independent films but if you want to do like a 200 million dollar movie you want to do avatar or you want to do um any of these mcu movies they're very costly you, you're not going to find investors that want to put up 300 million dollars for a film so the only way those big movies get made is through the studio system where you know, they either have a tremendous amount of cash on hand or they've got some credit. And so, you know, you, you build it on credit. Yeah. So, yeah, that answers one of, like, my biggest questions. Yeah. It's just where the hell do they get this money from? Yeah, answer mine too. Um, the other one was what decides the budget size for the movie. And I, is this one that you found? Um think i found it gentlemen hang on one second i hear my i hear my daughter okay yeah so i think she's starting to wake up or something in fact do you guys feel all right rapping this one without me oh uh, we can i hate to bail but i hear yeah, her no you're fine no you're you're yeah. good okay yeah yeah okay hey, oh do I love you wanna... boys. it was it was i mean you can send us a little thing of like promoting your your stuff if you if you want i'll send you a promo okay. anybody wants to check me out hit me at teamalmy.com um all the links are there you can check out shit happens when you party naked i love talking to you guys i just 
it's midnight and I hear my daughter, yep, so no, you're fine. I gotta do the do the dad thing. Unfortunately, no, you're fine, man. Yeah, you're good. Hope she's okay. Oh, all right. All right. So our guest Jason had to step out of the space for a little bit to take care of his daughter. So we're gonna just finish up this episode, just the two of us. Um, well pitch his social media stuff at the end of this so the question that we had the other question we had was what decided the budget size for a movie and i think with jason's explanation of like where the studios get the money from that also kind of answered that question so this is like a matter of like he gets or the director or whoever's wanting to make this movie pitches the idea for the movie and they just kind of talk it out with the studio on how much so like say it's like it's like a superman movie they're like oh okay you know like how much do you think you'll need like oh i'll need like say 200 million well we don't think that you would actually need that much let's talk it down what do you say 150 million okay i can pull that off and that kind of shit yeah so that answers that question um another question that we had was about the marketing budget for movies and some of the sources that I read, I mean, and you read some different ones, so we can just share them. Okay. But the one that I read was it's half of the movie's budget is what the marketing budget is. So, if, like, for easy math, if a movie's being made for $100 million, they apply $50 million for uh, marketing purposes and that's sending the actors to go talk about the movie that's commercials that's basically any promotion of this movie and like that's like the act like i said the actors talking about it so what did you read so i think i read like something kind of like the same thing like it's about half the budget but what i so this is kind of like not going it's not like going off but what i found kind of interesting is like you know like what makes a movie profitable what does a movie have to be profitable and what you read is that it has to make double its budget right right so i read that it actually has to make three times its budget so what uh there was a what was the name of the website because it was like 11 things that you need to know about the box office or stuff you didn't know and it's uh on the site called justin kanaki.com um and uh they reference uh solo a star wars story which we all know did not do that well at the box office only grossed about 300 million um so they where did they reference i can find it um sorry i think i just scrolled past it damn it well uh the, 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 the. okay so uh oh, i'm like really screwing this up i'm sorry okay so like like i said you know like if a movie costs 100 million to make you got to make 300 million to break even uh the disney reportedly said that solo cost them around 250 million to produce to break even, the movie would have had to make about seven hundred and fifty million, which it only made over three hundred million. So that was a failure, absolute failure. Um, 
<clears throat> but, yeah. Okay. So I kind of like straight away from your question. I apologize about that. I did not mean to do that. No, you're good. So like, yeah, our both of our research showed that the marketing budget is about half of what the total movie's budget is. Yeah. Because that's just, they want to make sure they get enough eyes to go see that. Yeah. And kind of going off what you uh, were saying, and sometimes that actually can change. Well, studios will make that change um, because what I was reading is like sometimes they will uh they'll say like oh here was the budget for a movie and here was the marketing they'll say like oh it was like a hundred million more than they said it was so they like that like can push it way over budget so like one reference that they made was how the lord of the rings trilogy was made for about like 300 million or what was it like i can't remember how much it was made but it was like made for like three million or no Ah, yeah, no, like I'm screwing this up really badly. I'm sorry. Uh, it was made for it was made in the millions. Like all three were made like for like around three million dollars, but all together they grossed about three billion. But Warner Brothers is still saying that they didn't even break even because they're over exaggerating how much the budget was for the movie, so they don't have to pay the actors, the director, anyone, uh, anyone more money than they have to. Anyone that has a deal that's based off of profit. Yes. That's horseshit. It's so scandalous, <laughs> but that's Hollywood for you. That is absolute horseshit. Uh, so I'm going to be... Th the other question that I had was how... Or, like, who gets paid what for a movie? And I'm talking about, like, the directors, the actors, like, basically anyone who works on a movie. Like, what did they get paid? And, like, where does their money come from? And so, we found this website, and it, these are all, the it's money.com, but they're all getting their, uh, their numbers from the Hollywood Reporter. So, take this as you will. This is, like, the, the best breakdown that I've been able to find. Um, so... From what I've gathered, with directors, they get a base pay, and it could be, depending on the, the size of the budget, uh, could be between, oh, where's directors on this list? Um, yeah, directors. So, a uh, director of overseeing their first big budget film will make about 500000 but if you direct a big-time hit, your earnings can soar. Patty Jenkins was making or was paid $1 million for Wonder Woman. After it proved to be the second biggest movie of 2017, she agreed to direct the sequel for $8 million to $9 million. So your numbers just kind of jump. And from what I gathered from like other directors like J.J. Abrams, they get the base pay. For the movie. And then they get a, a small percentage of the box office gross. Which is, ends up usually being like 1% or 2% of the box office gross. Which doesn't rely on them making any money off of the the profit. So I wonder if that's kind of like a way that they get around. Being like, oh, like you don't get money because we, we said profit. We're not profiting, so you don't get shit. So I, I could see... 
this working out way better, being like, I want whatever the box office gross is. Yeah. You just imagine, like, Disney doing that to J.J. for The Force Awakens. Like, oh, the movie was not profitable at all. Sorry, J.J. <laughs> be like, horse shit. You saw how much money that thing made. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you can go to hell. <laughs> um, so it breaks it down more. Um, actors, uh, the A-list movie actors or movie stars routinely make about $15 million to $20 million for top roles in big-budget films. Didn't uh, RDJ make more than that in, like, Avengers Endgame? He reportedly got, like, $75 million. Damn! Yeah. Uh, for secondary lead actors in a movie such as The Force Awakens, so this is probably like Finn or Poe. Yeah. Uh, they get a, they estimate an earning of 1.5 to 4.5 million. I mean, which is nothing to freaking like <laughs> complain about. Uh, no, huh? But lesser known actors like Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill, because they were basically nobodies yeah i mean gal gadot's been in a few (laughs) things here and there but no one knew her by name yeah same with henry cavill no one really knew who henry cavill was yeah before man of steel and gal gadot and wonder woman they apparently will only get around 150,000 to 300,000 even though they were in the starring role the shit that Henry Cavill had to go through to become Superman is bullshit. Yeah, freaking wh- horse shit. Um, makeup artists, uh, they make about $48 an hour uh, if they're working in the film industry. So that's about 75000 a year. But a makeup artist that? working on a big budget movie will make $124,000 a year. That's more like it. Yeah, and then the median wage for the makeup artist in like not in the movie business is about seventeen to eighteen dollars per hour. So not super great. No, it's not like a lot of these you kinda have to get paid you get paid freaking nice in the, the big budget movies, but smaller budget or T V you don't get paid that it well. Sucks so much. Yeah. So like a camera operator um, in the TV or film, you make just under fifty thousand a year, and in a on a big budget movie, it could be up to one hundred and fifty four thousand a year. So you basically more than double what you earn on a big budget movie. Hell with that, you triple. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for screenwriters, uh, the latest Writers Guild agreement requires that a f- screen, a f- yeah, a film screenwriters be paid at least 72,000 for an original script and 63,000 for an adaptation. So I'm guessing that's like a book or like a remake or whatever. Yeah. Um it says that top talents such as Aaron Sorkin can pull in 3 to 5 million per script. So it's just kind of the popularity of your name. So I I'm actually guessing. think also adapted screenplay is kind of like say you like write some like a movie on like someone's work like straight out of compton or bohemian rhapsody or rocket man even though it's an original like script or an idea you're still basing it off someone so that's adapted screenplay okay uh yeah the annual salary for a screenwriter like a normal like the median so this is like just people in the middle they're 
their salary is around 72000 a year. Um, producers for Hollywood films um, can make art. They can earn up to 750000 to $1 million per movie. First-time producers might only make 250000 though, for the film. Bill Schneip. <laughs> Bill Schneip. Yep. Uh, boom operators. So this is like the who holds the microphones and just keep them above the actors' heads. Uh, for low-budget films, they get about 30, 37000 a year. Uh, most studio films will be around 72000 And for big-budget movies, you can make up to 120000 So this is just under double if you're working for a typical studio. I can just imagine being a boom operator like on Avengers Infinity War Endgame. Just like doing whatever you can just to make sure the mic is out of the shot. (laughs) Freaking hanging upside down and shit. Yeah. And I feel like some of these people should get paid more. Oh, absolutely. Like, honestly, I feel like the screenwriter shouldn't get paid like 3.3 to 5 million a script. I mean, a script can take a while to write. That is true. I mean, still. Boom operators, I feel like people doing that kind of heavy lifting, they should get paid a little bit more. Uh, Agreed. Like, especially because they're also, aren't they like audio specialists too? Yeah, usually. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this one, especially the key grip, and I, I, so we're just, we're not super savvy on all the lingo, but the job of a grip is to build and oversee all the equipment needed to support cameras, lighting, dollies, tripods, cranes, and such, and so they're in charge of all of that, and for a TV show, they can make 25 to 35 an hour. And this is like TV shows and low budget, and you can get paid up to a hundred, almost one hundred fourteen thousand for big budget films. And I feel you should get a bigger cut. I definitely you're making sure people are safe. Yeah, you really are. Because I took um in the cinematography class that I took, like having to set up all the lights, you know, make sure is everything is safe. Just it's a it's sometimes hard, and you definitely break a sweat. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I think they definitely deserve more than that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. The, ugh. And that's not even including, like, stunt people, stunt coordinators, like, choreographers, like, those people get paid too. uh, Cinematographers. How much those might I think that would be the camera operator. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. And then the last question that we're going to, like we asked and are going to answer is the theaters versus studio. Yes. So we were able to figure out that theaters, they get paid to show a movie in in their theaters. Mm-hmm. So theaters have a limited amount of screens. And so studios kind of have to pay for those screens to be used. And you could use them to fill screens or whatever. And the the or so the studio gets a cut of 
the ticket sales. So, like, let's say there's like a hundred thousand dollar movie, and let's say like total ticket sales comes up to like a hundred. Or did I say a hundred thousand? Yeah. Okay. Let's say a hundred million, and then total ticket sales turn out to be a hundred million. Studios will only get sixty percent of the ticket sales. So even though the movie itself made sixty or a hundred million dollars in ticket sales, the studios only got sixty sixty million of that, mm-hmm. and then the theaters got forty million of it. And then it, the percentages change around as the movies in the theaters longer, and so that's kind of why the movies have to make double or even triple their budget to kind of break even. Yeah, because they we don't we hear the total ticket sales, like when Rose reads off the box office of the week, those are the the ticket sales, the total ticket sales. We're, we're not hearing what percentage the studio gets and what percentage the theaters get. And most of the time, uh, the studio gets, well, theaters usually don't get like any of their percentage until the weeks after the movie has come out. Studios always get the first two weeks. So most basically, like we pointed out earlier, Movie theaters are banking on you buying concessions. Like, that's what they want. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they're praying. Because they're really not making jack shit when it comes to movie yeah. ticket sales. But it's a very, like what I was able to gather, it's a very symbiotic relationship. If a studio doesn't provide screens, then they can kind of go out of business if because they can't take on these extra movies or whatever. But theaters or but studios also need to produce these movies so theaters can stay open. Yep. So people it will draw people in to go get popcorn and drinks and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's and now I think studio like I think I feel that maybe the industry like the, the being opening of theaters is in danger a little bit. Because, yeah, I feel like it might be in danger a little bit because with switch everything going to like streaming and starting off with streaming and Netflix having their own original movies that are kind of bigger budget. Like Ryan Reynolds is doing a Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. So like it could just like transfer to a place where no one has that drive to go to theaters anymore, which is stupid that's gonna kill me because there are movies that you have to experience on the biggest screen possible hell yeah and in imax yeah like i got spoiled i think the last movie we oh yeah the last movie we went to go see was uh a beautiful day in the neighborhood yeah and i noticed (laughs) that it wasn't imax (laughs) because i think the last few movies i've gone to have been imax yeah Yeah. well honestly like at the spoiled I mean, with going to the Megaplex, like, it was weird, like, not having, like, luxury lounges there. Yeah, I know. Like, you get freaking spoiled. Yeah. Like, come on, Megaplex. Like, get on the page that Cinemark is at. Like, I feel like that's, like, yeah, it's a couple extra dollars now, but honestly, I think it's totally worth it. It is totally worth it. And I feel it's gotten it. more people to come to the movies. 
Yeah. You're not super, like, you're not crammed in together with people. Mm-mm. Like, it's not uncomfortable. Like, that was something I noticed. It, it was hot. Yeah. In that theater. And it's just because a ton of people were in there. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I hope, I love going out to the, the theaters. I do too. It's I my favorite it. way to escape this world. <laughs> what? That's bleak. <laughs> it is. Come on, you gotta escape this place sometimes, and yeah, it's I'll, one of the best ways. I'll give you that. It is definitely one of the best ways to to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's basically all the questions we had. Uh, did like did you have any? No, not 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 really. Yeah, I think we did a pretty decent breakdown of this. I mean, it was a little kind of everywhere. And, yeah, sorry, and whatever, but. but we got the answers we wanted answered or yeah the questions we wanted answered answered yeah and it works for us yeah so i so hope we taught you something we hope we did um so yeah this concludes uh this breakdown i guess sure we'll call it that um <laughs> yeah so our guest is jason from the shit happens when you party naked podcast uh, you can find his podcast on Google Play. Um, I listen to it on Spotify. It's a great show. It's a lot of basically just how he talks on this. A little inappropriate. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at least inappropriate compared to what we we talk, how we talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has a website. It's team. I'm going to. Butcher his name, Almy, A L M E. So, team, A L M E dot com is where you can find his podcast as well. Um, he is also on the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Um, I, I can't name off the top of my head all the other podcasts in that circle. Um, but yeah, they're all just kind of their own little network of people. Nice. It's a great show. Highly recommend. Um, it's not family friendly, <laughs> but it is, if you're a family man and you're an adult and you can handle inappropriate talk, it's, it's a good time. It's a real good time. I laugh my ass off every week or every episode that comes out. It's, it's, it's a damn good time. Cannot recommend enough. So go check them out. Um, we'll have all of their, their info in the description. Um, and if you liked this episode, want to hear more, you can subscribe to us. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Spotify, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, except SoundCloud. Screw SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also check out all of our content on YouTube. We are going to be working on a video next week. Yes. And we're going to see how that format goes. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that, and so be be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll we'll tell you guys how it's going. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the All Bros. We are also on Twitter at the All Bros, and we are on Instagram at the All Bros. Um, you can also follow our guest uh, on Instagram. Uh, at Party Naked Pod, all lowercase. Um, I 
don't know if they're on any other social media. Yeah, Instagram. But if if they about. are, they will. Well, I'll, I'll link in the description okay. of this episode. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at the Albros Channel at gmail dot com, or go check out our website, which is tinyurl.com dot com forward slash the Albros. If you have a movie you want us to break down, showdown idea, want to give us a topic to do a Dreamcast on, email us, and we will get to it as soon as possible. Uh. So yeah, if you all did I say if you want to be a guest? I don't think you did. Okay, if you want to be a guest, hit us up on any of those social media on the email. Send us the little form that we have on our website, whatever it is. Uh we are happy to have anyone on this show. Yep. So with that, this has been the Albros Pod Oh, what are we doing next week? Next week we is are, Jumanji. Yep, the next level. Hell yeah. So, look forward to that, and until then, this has been the Elbros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deus is so long. It just gets worse and worse. It does get worse. Ugh. Oh.